0: Yo, 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 what up, party people? This is the Rep Revolution, episode two, Monday, August 20th. Uh, On this episode, I do have a guest later in the show. um, uh, We're going to talk mostly about the hiring practice uh, in the corporate sales environment. The stringent, absolutely becoming ridiculous hiring process. Um, a statistic that was issued by Forbes magazine, something I would consider a pretty credible source, says that 85% of outside corporate sales jobs come from an internal network connection. So one of your LinkedIn connections, someone you've done business with, someone you've done business for, uh, that's where the jobs are coming from, 85%. So if you're on the job boards, just stop just stop let's put them out of business right let's put these job boards out of business where's my uh, you know where's my old road warriors the old school guys you know the guys that have been carrying the torch for years where you at you you know what i'm talking about back in the days where if you wanted a job you called the hiring manager spoke to him right we definitely want you guys We want you on this cast. We want you involved. We want you calling in. Uh, Let's let's do away with the job boards and the job postings. Metrics, people. They're hitting metrics, right? Recruiters. I know a lot of recruiters. They all have activity metrics. They have to talk to so many people in a given week. They have to interview so many people in a given week. Um, You know? If they have a recruiter, I know this is going to be a bit of a ludicrous statement. Um, I would either A, move on, go to another company, try another position, or B, just go right around that recruiter. Ideally, what you want is that recruiter to just literally take the order. Like when we get a lead, (laughs) when we get a lead, like once or twice a year you know how we handle a lead, we take the order. So you, you you go around them, you talk to the hiring manager, you build a relationship with them. If you got to do it for six months, you got to do it for six months. But following this this ridiculous uh, process with these recruiters who again, have been in these positions nine, and 10 months, who don't know their industry, they don't know our industry, They have no knowledge of the organization or company they're selling for. There's a few exceptions, right? Uh, I haven't had success with them. I haven't seen people have success with them. Again, 85% through network connections. So as corny as it sounds, build your sales network. Build it. If you have to create a separate LinkedIn profile, so be it. Uh, I've, I've honestly put, been putting a lot of thought into creating a second LinkedIn profile. Uh, one to, you know, do my scouring and prospecting with. And, then, and my other one with my network of people um, to to find in jobs and continue to work because we are a part of the ever-changing, ever-flowing sales game. It's just become more and more acceptable. It's become more and more acceptable. Acceptable to hire us, train us, get rid of us immediately. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk. We're going to talk in a little bit more detail about that later. I have a guest coming on who was a recruiter and has since since then found uh, his mind and his brain and self, has become self-aware and is away from it, so he's going to talk a little bit more about the metrics, so you're not just hearing it from me, <coughs> but they're, excuse me, they're detailed uh, metrics and what they have to hit weekly, and, and why some of you talk to the same people once every quarter, and you think you're building a relationship with a reputable company, but in reality, you're just filling up a metrics board on somebody's Salesforce dashboard, so uh, he's, we're going to talk to him about that. And uh, now I just want to dive into the hiring process. I'm sure some of you have noticed. Absolutely crazy. Um, nine times out of ten, reading the job post, for me, it, it's enough to make me sick. Um, you know, I usually have issues about 65% of the way through. That's me personally. I think if they are so bold to be that, to, to have that verbiage in their job posting, can you imagine what it would be like working for them? Again, I like to get a hold of the hiring manager. I like to try and contact him directly to, to just find out if it's an actual position, right? You know, does it does it actually exist? Uh, what does the territory look like? You know, let's and get some more information up front. So your typical process, whether you're looking or being recruited I would pretty much consider them the same in the regards of how one acquires the job. Even if they reach out to you, you're talking a financial investment, investment of your time, a lot of time, uh, you know, upfront financial and time, urine screens, blood samples, family trees, credit history, uh, it just, the list goes on and on and on, right? So you, you got to just take a step back and f- we need more information from them up front. Before we start to, to give them everything, our stack ranking, our metrics, our urine, our, our credit score. Let's find out what the, what the job is. What is it really? What does it pay? What's the territory? What's the vision? You know, what? What? Where's the industry at? Where? What's the suspected first year par? You know, how much are you gonna make? Can we do that? I think we can do that. Um, I had someone in my network who has been in sales 40 years. Um, was in the pharmaceutical industry. You know, made a lot of hay in the 80s, and early 90s when that was the thing. You know, the legislation got tighter and tighter and tighter and it just started squeezing them out. It's the perfect example of where the rest of us are going, whether we're in SAS or or medical device or or, you know, even tangible products, Um, you know, made some hay, did some damage. And then they just literally they watched everything just go out the window. So he was on the last limb with this company you know, he's been with four and five over the past decade, organizations. So this last one is literally contracted sales work. So it's completely out of his control. He has to hope and pray that the sales representative from his his organization renews the contract with the organization he's selling for. I'm just going to let that set in. That's where we're at. It's not what's coming. That's where we're at. That industry is... That's how they manage that industry. In the pharma space, anyway. Medical device, I still think they have a little bit more room. So anyway, they know the contract renewal is coming up. The sales manager is pounding them in the head. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Forecast, 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 forecast. What would you do today? What would you do today? What would you do today? How much? How much? What did you... What are you gonna sell tomorrow? Where are you gonna sell tonight? What are you gonna sell at your son's birthday? What are you gonna sell at your daughter's bar mitzvah, right? Just a constant quarter of that every single day. Blitz calls blocked time off in the calendars because they wanna make a good impression and renew the contract. They have a number, they hit it, they exceed it. It's the most miserable quarter of anyone's life I, I didn't see or hear from him over three months. His grass grew up above his house, right? It, it, the teachers at his kid's school, he missed every PTA meeting. They hit and they exceeded it. They go to renew the contract. No, boy, no, we're going with someone else. 130 sales, sales reps gone completely out of their control. Again, going back to my OGs, my original gangsters. The age discrimination. Now, this person is is in their early 50s looking for a sales job in the environment in which we live. It's hard enough for me or people like me in my age bracket, the 28 to 35 range, to get these jobs. How in the hell... Is a 53-year-old supposed to get him? So he gets canned after the worst quarter of his life, and he hits the job boards. I immediately beg him not to do it. I beg, I beg, I beg. He keeps hitting them. It's six months later. He's kept a record of every application he's applied for on a job board. 235 jobs applied for as some of you know those can take two to three hours they include behavioral tests they include uh learning tests they include the ridiculous things that are in there they gather huge amounts of personal data and guess what that's all they do they just grab all your data package it resell it the ones that say they don't, who knows? It's so corrupt. I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if the data's sold. Again, metrics, job boards. 235 jobs applied for in six months. Not a single response. You know, the gener- the pre-generated responses. Not a real response. Not even a recruiter. Okay. So he, I finally talk to him and I shake, I shake him and I say, you've got to stop. Um, this, I I really feel bad for you guys in in that age bracket. Uh, like I said, you guys are the OGs. You guys know how to sell. The relationship sale is not dead. It still, it still exists. In fact, one might argue that's the only reason we're still selling. Um, I cannot remember the name of the source, so I apologize, but again a very credible source uh, i was told 76 percent of the decision is made before you walk in the door 76 percent that's where those ogs come in and they know how to knock them dead they know how to build a relationship build trust they know how to be consultative they know how to build their personal brand uh and they can't they can't get a job to save their lives. Literally, they got those 10 years to go before they can retire. They want to go somewhere for those 10 years. They want to do a good job. They want to be a professional, and they want to expand that brand. What's happening? They they're huge gaps in unemployment because of their age in the hiring process. Uh, they're going places where, like I mentioned, it's contract work. You, you know. S- six months here, a year and a half here, two years there. Again, you got that resume, diversity, okay? It, it's it's so much harder for them. My heart goes out to you guys. Call in, tell us a story, leave your comments. Please, we, we definitely want you on board. Um, we can help each other. So, this person finally calls an old college roommate. A very vague connection. Not someone he speaks to on a regular basis, um, but someone he, he doesn't know socially and professionally. I said, just give it a try. Just give him a ring. Don't ask him how he's doing. Tell him exactly what's up. You're looking for work, and does he have anything? And sure enough, the guy... Has something for him, right? Has a position for him. It tells him, "Hey, I hate to do this to you, but I gotta send you through this hiring process." He goes through the hiring process and he gets stumped on this behavioral test. This isn't. This has nothing to do with the IQ of a human being. Has nothing to do with right or wrong. It's. It's just a behavioral test man-made by God-knows-who, and he can't get past this. The hiring manager tells him, look, we go back. I know you're a good guy. I know you'd be a great fit here. I can't do it. They won't let me do it because of this behavioral test. I mean, is that whack or is that whack? So I keep telling him, plug the network, plug the network. He finds another guy another guy in a hiring position with a position open. That's huge, right? That's half the battle. One might argue that's 80% of the battle. The 5% is that he knew him. So he goes, he flies, spends $320 on a flight, round trip flight, to interview with the the boss's boss, the zone manager, the whatever the big dick, the dipshit, the whatever, right? Goes out of pocket, $320 round-trip air flight. Hey, I'm not saying, you know, I get it. It takes money to make money. It's not what I'm saying. But in this situation, he does it. The interview goes really well. Strong interview. Gets a good reply, good response from the manager he met with. Comes back, is continuing going through the cycle uh, he's going to the, you know, the lab to provide the urine screen. He's getting all the documents needed, all of his college university, uh, credentials, his high school credentials, his, they're running his credit score. They're doing his background check, right. And they tell him again, uh, this is a very talented salesperson with uh, tons of experience. They tell him he does not have enough corrugated box experience to sell their product. They sell boxes. People, they sell cardboard boxes. Okay. You're talking to a guy who knows all four chambers of the heart, the brain and how it functions, the liver and how it breaks down medications. Right? All those things he learned over a 40-year pharmaceutical career. And the objection they give him is he doesn't have enough corrugated box material? Like he isn't capable of learning the industry of fucking cardboard boxes? You know? I, I thought he was joking. No. That was the real objection. So obviously he moves on completely distraught and he is still without work the age discrimination thing is is so real it's real 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 it doesn't know a, a race or a creed or a gender but it knows an age and if you're at that age i you, my heart goes out to you it's never too late to rebrand i guess you can always drive an uber even though they're pretty much getting that whole game figured out. So my heart goes out to you. For, for the rest of us, even the prime candidates, I, I again, in my network and, and some of the statistics I've read and some of the personal experiences I've had, it it's still not good for us. They still want that experience, and no one is willing to give it. How do we get it? How do we get it? How do we get it? Now these organizations are offering training. They're offering paid training, paid WebEx training. They want you to go to ABC company university, and it's an online program where you learn the world of corrugated boxes. No offer letter, no ramp up, no sign on, no nothing. Right, you're back in school and you're taking courses in hopes that you're gonna get this god awful shitty sales job selling fucking cardboard boxes. So he's taking the courses again out of pocket. By the time the whole thing this thing is said and done, flight, the the university with the WebEx trainings and all the training, he's out of pocket twenty five hundred dollars. He goes back with the training, they still tell him to fuck off. The shit's unreal. Again, I would just be really leery of that. I would set and manage expectations up front. If I take your your courses and training pre an offer letter, you know, what guarantees do I have at a position at this organization? Even if I've got to start lower, if I've got to start an account manager, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think most of us would agree that would be okay. Uh, But they're getting to the point where they don't even want to pay to train you. They want you to pay to train yourself without an offer letter. It's crazy. So anybody with any stories like that, reach out, comment, let's talk about it. Let's break it down. Let's figure it out. The numbers, you got to look at those numbers, 85%. If you don't believe me, Forbes it, Google it, Forbes. It came right from Forbes. I will try to get the the 76% of the decision process for you. Uh, That that not only applies to a product line or or service that you're selling. It also applies to to the hiring. 76% 76% of the decision is made to hire someone based on their, their social media presence. It could be something as silly as their profile picture. Um, <clears throat> a lot of HR managers tell me they had a weird profile picture. Um, so, you know, again, that's, that's gotta be airtight. If it isn't airtight, don't have it. Okay. You know, if you, if you're not an absolute all-star on LinkedIn, Don't have a LinkedIn page. You'll you'll be better off in the long run. We need to learn how to get good at this. Because based on the, the statistics, based on the experiences and the people I know, based on my own personal experience, this is all we're doing. Is we are working for a period of time, making X, getting coached out, and then boom, we're right back in the hiring process. So in the days of old, you would you would just monster prepare for a position, you would get it, you would knock it out of the ballpark, o- only need one opportunity uh, for, for an offer and get it, and you'd stay there. Whereas now, not only do you need to have one opportunity in the pot, if you really are looking to get hired and need employment and need a, a sales job, you have to be doing this with at least five organizations. They say five is about the roundabout number. So all of the urine screens, the background checks, the, the out of state interviews, the behavioral exams, you gotta be doing that with five organizations. Like they say, Finding a job and looking for a job is just as hard and takes just as much time as actually doing one. That couldn't be more true. That's why we're talking about this today. It's extremely important. In my opinion and 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 the revolution, we got to be doing this all the time. We have to be building relationships with other organizations. We got to be talking to other hiring managers, right? We're bands. We need gigs we got to talk to bar owners and, and and you know, venue owners. We need to continue to have relationships with the people on our network and other hiring managers. We need to continue to have our ear to the ground to other industries. Um, you know, part of me thinks that this contract at work might spread into other industries. You know, um, my industry, software, SaaS, has become so diluted. Uh, that I, I could see this happening in, in in a given time so you know be malleable hone your craft know how to run these processes and please don't be afraid to stop a recruiter half of the time they're children meeting metrics don't be afraid we're salespeople don't be afraid to say hey let's back up is there an actual position to be filled how many candidates are you talk, are you talking to the days of it's unprofessional to ask what it pays i think those days are over when we're being treated like we are like a number like cattle okay they come in they work 18 months they put us back in the black we coach them out when they're doing this bullshit uh, uh, y- Asking upfront what the salary is, is nothing compared to the way we're being treated. So ask, is this an actual position? What is the territory? Who is the hiring manager and what does it pay? And if you're not talking about those things in the first conversation, my advice, move on, move along. And I know, I know there's, that's, chances are, you got that from the 85 percent. You only got 15 percent left, but you got to move on. Um, you know, when I when I I talk to recruiters or I talk to people who are talking to recruiters, the single objective there is to is to ask them what it pays, because you don't want to be asking the the zone or the boss manager. That that is a situation where I think that's you know a little uncouth, if you will. Get that information from the scumbag recruiter. I'm sorry recruiters, I'm giving you hell, but you guys haven't done right by me and a lot of people I know. So maybe you guys need a revolution too. I don't know. But uh, that's you you want to get that stuff right out of the way. I've had calls before where they just rapid fire. How much do you make? What's your commission? What's your ramp up? What's your quota? Uh who are your competitors? And it's like whoa 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 back the fuck up. Who are you? Who are you representing? Is this job real? How many candidates are there? What does it fucking pay? Real simple. So if you are gonna go the fifteen percent route, I highly, highly suggest asking that question. Because you can spend months on the process. And you can go three and four interviews and still not know what the damn thing pays. Again, you could be on Glassdoor hoping and praying. How are you going to negotiate? Negotiate, right? That's what we do for a living. How are we supposed to negotiate a fair a fair? You know, salary, a fair commission structure, a fair reimbursement plan. If we don't know any of those numbers and we're just so excited to have an interview, we just don't even bother to ask. We got to change that. That's, that's, gotta stop. that's got to stop. It's got to be so drastic to where the process is completely reversed. When they call you, that's all they talk about. And then we'll get down to brass tacks. I'll start sharing, you know, my personal information. Once you share your information, especially if you reached out to me, if you reached out to me, I want to know it all upfront right now, or we can just sever this conversation because you're just hitting a metric. So from the recruiting aspect, be vigilant, cut them off. Get your questions answered. Don't be scared. We're salespeople. Do your needs analysis, or whatever you want to call it. Get 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 the information. You don't want to be asking the hiring manager, and then you certainly don't want to spend six months with these fuckers to, to to negotiate. You know, you see over the course of six months, you meet twelve different people. You have twelve different interviews. I'm exaggerating a bit. And, and, and then you negotiate for 30 seconds of the 12 interviews. No, 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 no. That's the way they've got it configured right now. And it's really working to their favor. Because they know we can negotiate. We need to, we need to negotiate a higher wage. We need to get back to that status. Because this is an extremely difficult craft. It's an extremely difficult job. It's hard. It's not easy. There's more literature on this on this industry than a lot of other industries. You know, it is not an easy thing to do. Like I said in the first episode, we're all cut from a certain type of jib to even do this job. You know, the Wolf of Wall Street character or the Alec Baldwin and and uh, Glen Gary Glenn Ross. You know, it it's true, but. We've let so much just fly out the window that we've even allowed them to humble us during their process, to, to their hiring process. No, 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 no. We need to take, take that back. Higher wages, higher commission rates, this 12, 13% for existing software, <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, you know, 12, 13% for tangible, tangible goods. i mean, Maybe it, it needs to be higher. Multi-year agreements getting paid out on 12 months. That's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. You know, you, you calculate up all the multi-year agreements you've sold for an organization and you could be in the black for 10 years, depending on what you're selling. You only get paid out on the first 12 months reoccurring revenue very few of us have reoccurring revenue in fact if you have reoccurring revenue comment just say I have reoccurring revenue and if there's more than 20 of you I don't know what I'll do but I'll, I'll, my head will explode um, if you have reoccurring revenue don't leave because it doesn't exist yeah Multi-year agreements. Crazy. That's stuff we can negotiate in the hiring process, people. We can do it. We can do it if we all do it together. If just me or just a few other people I know that feel this way do that, we're just going to be crackpots. If we all start doing it, it will change. We will adopt change. If we get this to where we, we are a cohesive unit, and we do have something put together, and we are, quote-unquote, a, a, a unionized group of people, I guarantee you will change this. We'll, they'll have trouble hiring people if we can get this to to where we need to get it. You know, uh, strength in numbers. Strength in numbers. So... Let's share best practices on on hiring. and again, I, I, glassdoor is corrupted and polluted. It was a I, It was one of the best tools that I've seen in the past decade really from a hiring perspective. and then you know it just got shitty. it got diluted. Uh, you know it got the companies got involved because it was such a hot thing and it, and it was accurate. And, uh, you know, it's still accurate to this day and it is, it is useful, but it's becoming more watered down all the time. So let's share it here. You know, let's share it here. Hiring practices, were they good? Were they bad? You know, uh, where did you even get a chance to negotiate? Let's share them here. Let's start a new one. Something that we know is, is credible. Okay. Okay. So to sign off on the second podcast, which is up and running on SoundCloud, uh, the salesperson revolution, uh, rep revolution one is up. This will be rep revolution two, uh, the hiring process. To wrap up, I just want to mention a few housekeeping tips. I am going to add this podcast to Spotify, to Apple iTunes, um, to Stitcher. But for now, you know, I understand it's in a test phase. I'm seeing if there's an appetite for this sort of thing. Unfortunately, my guest couldn't join. Uh, I am going to have him on the next podcast or in the coming podcast. He's a really great resource. Um, a lot of industry experience, a lot of knowledge. You know, a lot of things to share, things to be leery of. Again, this this podcast, it's not necessarily meant to make you a better salesperson. I think it will. It's meant to make you more self-aware of what's happening and what's going on. And it's meant for us to collaborate as a group of individuals doing a very difficult job to try and adopt change into this industry and make it easier for us and better for the organizations we work for and make everybody more profitable. Um, but the housekeeping tips, there is an email domain to send any comments or questions to. It is reprevolution33 at gmail.com. That's r e 33 at gmail.com. Send comments. Uh, you know, you love it, you hate it, fuck off. Um, anything that we discussed in podcast one or two that you want to bring up, I will read your emails. We'll talk through them. Um, I'm going to have the ability here for people to call in. That will be part of the third podcast. So we're going to get more interactive here. Uh, like I said, I, I'm just expanding this on different platforms and getting the, The only way to get the airs out is to do it, right? So the production, the sound quality, the intros, the wrap ups, how to engage, still working on all that. But, uh, we do have an email domain now. Please feel free to use that and let's start, let's start building networks, people. So please email with thoughts, feedback, um, stories. And I will include those in the upcoming podcast. Again, thanks for listening. Let's revolutionize and let's change. Let's change it. Let's get it back. That's what it's all about. Thanks, guys and gals for listening. Podcast 2. Rep Revolution Podcast 2. Signing off.